Money. Man, I gained 10 pounds eating the red and the green M&M, bro. I'm chopping up today. How you brothers been for the week, man? Oh, we've been good. We've been good. Good. We can't, we can't ignore the ratings. I mean, this light skin thing is working for me. And I heard it. <laughs> Where do we start? Yo, 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 yo. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back to Let's Chop It Up. Please follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Like and subscribe. Tell a friend and tell a friend about four brothers on this YouTube channel. Make comments, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and we'll get back to you guys. So, my brothers from another mother, man, we welcome back to another week, man. We about to close out this June. How you brothers been? Derek, talk to me. Hey, man, I've been uh, pretty good. Today, a little bit under the weather. Um, I don't know, got one of those little summer colds, you know what I mean? It's something like that, you know, a little tired, but I'm happy to be here, of course, as always. I feel my spirits being picked up. Had a nice weekend. Um, Shout out to uh, my mother-in-law's husband. We had a memorial for him uh, on Sunday. Uh, just a man with, uh, just he, he was just an amazing man, lived an incredible life, died at 90 years old. Um, he, uh, professor, scholar, um, just, just thought leader of his time, you know, uh, just an incredible man. And uh, we, we're looking forward to maybe read some of his memoirs and maybe some of his papers that he wrote, maybe getting some of those published because he just has some ama amazing stuff with an amazing circle. Uh, he was a professor at um, Hofstra University for a very, very long time. Um, so, you know, just very, very interesting man. Um, and at his memorial, I met a lot of people. I met, I think I was telling Kelvin earlier, I met, uh, if, you know, if, you, if, you, if you don't know, if you know the name, cool. If not, Google the name. Hank Schwartz met the Schwartz family. He was a promoter, a boxing promoter. Uh, he promoted the Rumble in the Jungle, uh, right along with Don King and those guys who's actually been in movies, been referenced in movies around boxing and everything. Very famous promoter. Um, so I met his uh, his wife, his widow, and his son, and we had some very, very interesting boxing conversation. You guys know how much I love boxing. Um, so we had incredible boxing conversations around Ali and Frazier and Foreman and all that other stuff and his experiences in Africa and everything uh, that the son had experienced as well as the mother. Um, things that you have, things that have wound up on television and movies. Um, and I actually got a, a bit of the, the backstory to a lot of that as well. So very interesting conversation. Um, my mother-in-law is doing fantastic. Um, she just, God bless her. Uh, just been spending time with my family, and I'm back here again. And I think that's it. I'm not gonna hold too much more of this time. Um, but um, you know, but I'm really happy to be back with you guys, man. It's been it's been, it's, been, it's, it's always a pleasure, man. So um, and that's that's it, man. Pretty low key, other than that, man. So talk to me, Rob. What's going on with you, brother? Uh, everything's good. You know, I'm feeling good, feeling great. Uh, went to the uh, Mets game yesterday. Um, that was a good day. It was good to get out, get some fresh air, or whatever. But uh, the Mets, they suck balls. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not talking about baseballs either. They suck balls. <laughs> and um, They're having a bad stretch. They're having a bad stretch. Uh, yeah, they're having more than a bad stretch, you know. But, no, nah, it was good to, um, you know, good friend of mine um, helped me out with that. 
But um, it was good to – I haven't been to a baseball game in a very long time. Things have changed since I've been to a baseball game. You've been to City um, Field before? No, it's my first time oh, going to City Field. I've been to the new – I've been to the new Yankee Stadium because you know I'm more of a Yankee fan. But um, I, this was my first time going to the new City Field. Last time I saw the Mets play, they were it was still Shea Stadium. But um, it was good to see. I saw the changes. You know, even the way that uh, the stadium is moving and run is is just totally different. Um, do you were right? Completely cashless place. Everything is card and stuff like that. They got the guys walking around with the. Uh, the things to read your cards and all that stuff like that. But, um, you know, it was good to be around people and, um, people were very friendly. It was nice. But, uh, like I said, the Mets, they, they suck, you know, they lost today, but yeah, they ran into yeah. Houston though. They ran into Houston. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. They, the Houston, um, Houston had to put it on the ass, but, um, it was just, it was sad to watch though. I mean, they, 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 they fought at the end just to avoid a shutout, you know, but and they was able to get that one run in, but. And that was so it, sad, bro. It was Sid, so sad. It was Sid the Kid's first major league game. Sort of yeah, Sid the Kid was there. She had a great time. Oh, that's she good. thought it, she thought it was awesome. She was amazed by the size of the field. You know, for people that don't know, we're talking about my youngest daughter. But um, it was her first baseball game. To but to go there and see them lose, you know, you know, it's, it's part of life, though. You know, and she's one of the softball players, right? She, my, well, three three of my girls play softball. She plays softball too. Yeah, but um. You know, it was, you know, kids need a certain amount of disappointment in life to give them a dose of real life, you know. But she got her first, uh, she got her first dose of seeing a city team, a New York City team lose. But um, the other thing that's going on with me, uh, me and my wife are looking for a car for one of our sons. It's not a good time to be looking for a car. Yeah. It is not a good time to be looking for a car. I mean, we've pulled up in places they got the goddamn door hanging off the car and freaking the bump and they say hey twenty thousand dollars you gotta be kidding me you gotta be kidding me i mean yo the flintstone car is like 30 grand now wow it's it's out it's and i'm not exaggerating it's okay cars banged up scratched up and i mean they're charging top dollar for these cars it's out of control got like three hundred thousand miles on the car i i don't I, I don't understand it. Like, how do you even muster up the courage to try to rip somebody off or something like that? You know, but uh, they keep claiming, oh, cars are so expensive. They hide the auction. So we got to charge it to, you know, to the uh, consumer and all that. And I say, you won't be charging it this, to this consumer. That ain't going to happen. Rod, you got to go out of New York. Yeah. I mean, we've been doing a lot of um, looking online and stuff. And every, you put the word out, you know, see maybe if we could find um grandma trying to sell her car or whatever but we're going to be patient we're not going to make any um foolish decisions and buy anything crazy you know um we have our eye on one prospect but we're still waiting to see um for the uh, seller to get back to us but it is not and i repeat it is not a good time to be trying to buy a car right now at all logo logo wow yeah. Younger one got the license first. Ain't that some shit? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I I keep waiting. I keep waiting for my big boy to jump behind the seat, but he ain't ready yet. So then I, I ain't pushing it. I ain't, I ain't ready in a hurry to spend the money. So up in LA insurance. Yeah, exactly. But other than that, everything is good over here, man. You know, I'm like I said, I'm still trying to avoid inflation. It still hasn't freaking tapered off yet, but I'm I'm keeping hope. I'm keeping yeah. hope. Keep hope alive, yeah. brother. 
We were yes. actually, I was upstate today and I saw some gas prices that actually made me feel better for where I live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn gas was $5.99. I'm like, what the hell? Wow. $5.99. Yeah. Yeah, I got gas in Long Island today. It's four seventy six. Four seventy six. What? Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's um he's talking about regular though. Yeah, gotta be. Regular. Yeah, yeah regular. 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 Y'all got that money. <laughs> Y'all got that long money. I got old cars. My shit's my shit's decades old. My car old, but it still need ninety eight. I mean ninety seven. Yeah, that foreign shit, man. Yeah. I'm trying to get shit driving. And I tried the front one time. One time I tried to go with the like again. I'm going eighty nine. That joint started acting funny. I was like, all right, never mind. Yo, you you'll mess up with it. You mess up your catalytic converter putting yep. in um, regular in that car, and, right. and of course you more than you trying to say. You, you man, you ain't never lie. That's the yeah. truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, everything's good though. Kelvin, how you doing, man? Everything was you know good what? with you, Rodney. I'm doing all right, but I don't. You know, I get the impression that every time I start the show, I start the show foul, and I don't like to do that. It just happened. Foul things happen. So no, all, Kelvin, we don't we don't see it that way, brother. <laughs> no, I'm noticing. <laughs> a, I'm noticing a pattern developing. <laughs> this is the thing. I want to say this to every postal worker. If your postal worker asks to come and use your bathroom, you're assuming that it's to urinate, right? That's the that's the assumption, right? And I realized something. I made a bad decision. Don't tell I'm talking about the postal worker is friendly, nice guy, anything like that. Brother had to use the bathroom. It's hot outside. No problem, brother. When I tell you the man tore the hinges off the door, tore the, <laughs> tore the paint off the wall. I'm talking about I went in there and, and, and lost eyesight for three hours. I'm trying to tell you, I ain't been right since. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I mean, it just asked, just, just asked all nonchalant. You know what I'm saying? Did it like that just really go really quick? I couldn't believe it. I'm telling you, I ain't been right since, you know? And I was like, I don't know. No good deed goes unpunished. I said the brother know he was wrong. And I look at him different now. You know, we used to talk. Have, yeah, this, The postman took a dump in your crib? Tore it down. Tore wow. it down. I'm trying to tell you. Play, I put an out-of-order sign on the door. It's just, just wow. I can't go in anymore. Did it, did, it, did it fuck up your property value? <laughs> Probably did. I know, Probably I did. Know, I knew the man was capable of that, though. Because he always have a good conversation. But I got to start giving him some water. <laughs> he said he John Willis your back. Yeah, yeah. Yo, I'm trying to tell you. Like like my niece said, don't go in there for three business days. I'm trying to tell you. It was just... It was just he, he, he was postal that bitch. I'm telling you. The brother know he was wrong. He know wrong. And I got to say this. I got to say this to our people. And I, I discussed this with... with with my crew off camera, but listen, I'm just I'm not I'm, I'm not comparing us to other people. It's just just this a meeting just for our people. I, the, the brother that stole the man's dog the other day, the brothers that stole the bird the other day, we gotta do better. We owe it to Harriet Tubman. We 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 owe it to Dr. King. We owe it to Malcolm X. We gotta do better. We can't be around here stealing petting somebody's dog and take it with us. We can't take the bird. That shit was we sad, can't, man. We can't be. It is sad, man. You yes. know what I'm saying? And, and this is the thing that we really got to understand. This thing about disrespecting elderly people going to come back on you. It's going to come back yeah. on you. It's got to come back on you. It has to. You cannot sit up there. There's some some man that's 75 years old, and because you're young and strapping, you're going to sit up there and just take the man's dog or punch the man or whatever. It's just foul. It's wrong. It's just no way around it. And, and it, it just has to stop. Really, it has to stop or it has to be stopped because it just makes no sense. I, I mean, 
you, you, I'm, I'm, I'm a grown man. I, I don't ever disrespect my elderly. I try not to disrespect anybody, especially my. I have, I have the utmost respect for you. Know what that man has been through? That man probably is a World War II veteran or something more, Vietnam vet or something. And to, to just do people like that, it just, it just bothers me, man. It's no reason for that. You, if you young. And, and, and you got some pride about yourself. Get out here and work. Find a way. Find a hustle. Do something. Rod and I was parking last week. We saw people with a, with a car launch, a mobile car launch out there getting it. I'm talking about getting it. Rod was like, don't yeah. tell me you can't make money. And you yeah, can't right. make money. Yeah, you know, right. I, I, I agree. No, right. I mean, it really, it really bothers you. You know what I mean? And there's no reason for that. There's somebody with stole, stole some exotic birds for $3,200. Let me just ask a question. What happened to a job? Like what happened to what happened to just some pride? What happened to just some some self-respect and some dignity? We gotta restore that. And I believe that. We coming off of Father's Day, I tell people like this. If you have men in place, things will change. Forget the police force, forget all this different stuff. If you had fathers taking their place, these boys are not running crazy with these gangs and stuff like that. These women are not forced to fend for themselves. You need a father. You need a man back. And, and as black men, as resilient as we've, we've been through our history here, we got to reclaim our place. I'm tired of everybody talking about I'm a king and I'm this, that, and the third, and, now, and the neighborhoods are wrecked. Go ahead, D. What up? What I told you 10 years ago, what we got to bring back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how we met. D was in, D was in the barbershop like, yo, bring back the middle passage. Yeah, right. Bring back the middle passage. You do a sell your ass around the country, sound the fucking continent. I'm Put saying, your, feed you some mush, naked. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's <laughs> what I'm Nobody saying. Do. Give, real, you some, give you some raw pig feet in a freaking bowl. You know, <laughs> yo, that's, what you, that's what you need. <laughs> but yo, what's going to stop these yeah. young boys now that New York City don't allow seal carry? These young boys gonna get some hot shit in their ass from the old men. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. But one almost got it the other day. That guy was a uh, retired uh, law enforcement, and he pulled on that that dude. The guy told him, "Shoot it, shoot it." I'll be like, "All right, oh, you gotta tell oh. me twice." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Toyota said, "You asked for it, you got it." Hurry yeah. up. You want to play rough? Okay, I play rough. <laughs> okay, I'm reloading. For <laughs> real, man. But it's, it's it's bad. And don't get me wrong. Let me say this: I know we dropped the ball. The generation that was supposed to raise this generation dropped the ball. So I mean, I'm just I'm not blaming it all on them. Somebody dropped the ball. Because I'll say this: we came from generation, and Rodney know we came with where they invented like Puppy invented remix, they invented the slap. They they right. invented the smack. Like they I'm in my time, my aunt slapped me for sitting there dipping my finger in the um cake bat. Mm. It caught me good too. Um, let yeah. me let me tell you something. I mean, and guess what? I had to wear that. Ain't no tell my mother that was it. That was a slap, and you take that with you. But I tell you one thing: I'm grown. I never did it again. I learned, and that's what's missing. The slap is missing. We gotta bring the slap back, so we don't yeah. have to clap back. That's no, what it no, is. no. We gotta do like, like, um, like I was raised. I, I, I get my ass whipped in the street. They didn't care. They oh, yeah. you, you act up in the street, you got torn oh, yeah. up in the street. Oh, right that's right. In. That's right. It's that an example for everybody else too. That's right. I couldn't walk past a Tom McCann until I was in my thirties. <laughs> And you know what's so funny? Nobody laughed right. at you because they knew they could get it. They to knew. You. They knew. Right. The thing is, nobody nobody thought it was that big of a deal because other people was whipping their kids' ass in the street. So it yeah, was common. Right. You know That's what I'm what saying? Was. So they That's didn't right. think it was abnormal back then. You know? That's right. That's I, right. Threw a, I threw a fit one time as a kid in Tom McCann, and my aunt went to work. She put on her um her overtime shoes, and she went to work. <laughs> I said the overtime shoes. Yeah, she did. You know how to remember right. those shoes that the... 
like the um, big mama used to wear when she used to go to work and they had a thick heel. It was all rubbing the front all the way to the back. And it had a little bit like the stitching tight in the front around the edge. Those was the shoes that they used to put work in on your ass. In. <laughs> did you say you passed out? I did. I passed out and I woke up in the back of the car after the beating. <laughs> They're serious. I'm, I'm not making that up. And, and, and my grandmother was in the car and she was like, girl, you wore his ass out. She said, I was about to get out and help you, but you had that shit under control. It's a true story. And I had, all I could see was the back of the heads from me laying in the back seat. Wore me out I passed out. Because I threw right. a fit. I threw a yeah, fit. See, people crazy. don't know what a fit is. No, you know, that's when you basically throw like a tantrum and shit. You know, white people call that shit a tantrum. We used to call it a fit back in the day. Yep, but heard it, up. That's fact. Yeah, yeah. But um, I never look at you that. today. You successful today because of that. Exactly. Right. It works. Right. And the thing that's is, right. it's amazing that my mouth looks real good as many times as they busted because <laughs> I, I would get smacked in the mouth, get my mouth all busted up. And, but, you know, my shit came out all right, though. I look normal. Hey, that's where you get that fit, that conversation. They say, hey, you crying? I'll give you something to cry give about. Give me something oh, to cry for. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You know where what? were your people from, Rodney? Originally, were they from down south? Columbia, South Carolina. There you go. My mother's from South Carolina. Yeah. That's what. That's the connection, Rodney. There okay. it is. All right. So that's why you got. All right. That's why you got the same season. And I got. Okay. Dude, I was raising a generation behind. Like you know, I wasn't oh, yeah. raised by in my mother's house. I was raised in my grandmother's house. Yeah. So that down is, south is a different down type south of beating. Is different. It's a different type of beating. Some days I can feel it still. Some days, like if the, like like if it's cloudy, like some days yeah. I can still. You get aches, right? Feel. You get aches. Like I mean, I mean, I tell you, I'm 53 years old. I still have like flashbacks to some of the ass whoopings I got. But it shit made me strong, you. though. I'm with you, but you know we yeah. got to bring in the point guard. Talk to us, D. What's the deal? Um, no, nah, everything was good with me, man. This uh, week was fast. I can't even remember, man. This whole month went by fast. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. I can't. I can't even remember. But um, this one going now. I just had it went to my friends turning fifty eight. My man Greg, shout out to Greg, turns fifty eight in uh, in a few hours tomorrow. And shout out to Shauna who's always watch our show. I said to Shauna, she had a death in the family. Her grandmother died yesterday. Granny Liz, very yeah. very close. condolences. Yeah, yeah. Shauna, so, condolences from us. Definitely. Ray, Sharif, Harold, Shavon, um, Lala. You know, respecting the, from the brothers. Yeah. Let's drop it out. You know. We got your back. Yeah. That's I mean, all our family there. All our family. Yes, Condolences, yeah. prayers, prayers definitely for the strength of the family. That's yep. right. That's right. Miss Granny Liz and her hats. Granny Liz always had these beautiful church hats, man. She had a crown for every. I mean, I don't know. I mean, bro, she had probably like two, three hundred crowns. It seemed like easy. Mm. A lot of crowns. So, child, I miss, I miss wearing those hats. So, anyhow, brothers and sisters. Oh, oh one, 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 one quick thing I just want to say. I just want to shout out. I, I didn't mention. I didn't mention. Uh, the gentleman's name who whose memorial was was Roy Sapin. So shout out to Roy Sapin and the Sapin family and all his friends and such. All right. Okay. Yeah, did y'all bring back Nora's comment? Yeah, bring, bring, yeah, back. bring yeah. yeah. She said, uh, he said the motto for discipline, the mommy shaming for disciplining your child is real. Someone always has something to say when I was correcting my kids when they were little, but I don't have disrespect issues now that they're eleven or thirteen. And this is that's true. right. Get it out the way early. Get it out the yeah. way early. I don't have those problems either. That's it. That's it. And that's yeah. what it was for. It was it was training you so you have to be into your teen years. Correct. You know, my Correct. mother had us right. It was never no speech before we went to a store. We got that at home, and you did not act up outside because you already knew. I mean, you, you knew, knew exactly what it was. You I'm was prepped. You. you was that's prepped right. before you left at the house. That's right. And then you were re-prepped in the car before we went in. That's right. And guess what happened? Then all they had to do Nothing. was look at you. 
if they looked at you, there was oh, yeah. a look that they could give you that they didn't have to say nothing. You ever do, you know, you've got around other kids, you started feeling yourself a little bit. Your mother mm-hmm. could look at you and you're like, okay, let me be realistic because I see, I know what that look needs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, you yeah. know, with me, I had, I had a fainting problem. So if I got to look too strong, I would faint. <laughs> you know, pass right out. <laughs> oh, man. So, so, brothers, man, did y'all see the BET Awards? I, I caught, I caught, I caught a little bit of it. The one no, thing that was, man, with me, that I didn't really see it, but I just caught all the, you know, Instagram shows you the whole damn show. So I saw a little, uh, little Kim, Jesus Christ, little Kim. Oh. Did just, man, look at this. Look He's at this. trending big time. The leprechaun, bro. <laughs> you do look like oh. the leprechaun. <laughs> she like a, a, a black, like a black Asian, Asian leprechaun. Yo, <laughs> like an old right. Asian woman with a leprechaun body. Oh man, I felt bad when I when I saw her. I felt bad because I think. Do you guys remember? I'm gonna get you, sucker. Yeah. When, when dude came out of jail, he thought he was fly. Yeah. And everybody's really laughing at him. Yeah. I feel yeah. bad because because like I think little Kim, I think <laughs> little Kim is up there like she still got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I and, and she's not that old where she wouldn't have been attractive naturally. And so you, 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 you know you ever see the football players that got the pads on the, the sides for like the thighs and stuff like that? It's, it's, she looked like she's wearing pads, like she looks like wearing a uniform, and it just doesn't fit. Like in other words, it doesn't fit her body. And I know people have been really, really uh, harsh and cruel online. And again, I always say our show is not mean spirited, but it, it I, I agree, with Monique. It does look bad. It really looks bad. And yeah. I think it is. I think it's psychological. I think once you start. Getting all that stuff done to yourself, I think you start now thinking every time you see a flaw or something that you can actually correct it. But if you were to like have been in a coma for 20, 30 years and they put you here, you couldn't identify her. You would not, you would not, if they showed you her, you wouldn't know who that was. That is not yeah. the girl that was squatting down on that poster that everybody liked. That's not the same person. It's not. She looked like she's getting a body done in DR, bro. Like yeah. she looked like she got like she a person with no money. She's no, on a what, what, what I think what I think we're seeing is um, someone that had a lot of surgeries and father time is catching up. That's that's what I think we're witnessing. You know, um, you have all these these uh, surgeries and then you're not watching your diet to keep certain weight down and fat is going into certain areas that you can't control and it's just not leveling out right. You know, we know father time is undefeated. And um, I think that's what we're seeing here. He's beating on her ass too, bro. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He is whooping up behind. What? You know, <laughs> Dana's. I hope you're feeling better, Rod. <laughs> I am feeling better, Dana. Thank you very much. I appreciate oh, it. Man. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, Rod. I think because I don't, I don't think you really know. You put something foreign in or on your body. It's a foreign agent. It's, it's in other words, that stuff is new. Your body is aging, so I don't know. And then the doctors that that sign off on this stuff, the doctors that do a consultation and 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 and, and go with this, you know, they just they got to be just about that money. I mean, it's just really, I mean, it's really really sad because she looked bad, and I mean, I don't. It, it wouldn't be good to make a woman feel worse, but I wonder how she feels. Like I wonder mm-hmm. how she feels. You know what I mean? Like it just—it's got to be. It—it it, it looked tragic. It did. I, I felt for her. I really did. I felt for her, and I, I feel for this generation of people that now, because this is so affordable, and now so because it's so prevalent that people keep doing it. You know that people keep doing it. What I, my belief, and I'm not a gym person. I would like to be a gym person. My belief is, 
do everything within your power to take care of yourself the way you look. So if you got to lose a few pounds, then try to work out or whatever like that. But the easy fix, the quick fix, I don't, I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, the rest is rod. Unfortunately, Kim's surgery didn't look good when she first got it done 15, 20 years ago. Well, she got a point there, too. You know, the thing is, Norad, I'm, I'm really trying to be nice, too. You know, yeah, yeah I'm Monique, trying to be nice. Monique says, but I, I, I know you see my point, though. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Monique says she doesn't see anything wrong with her from back in the days. Yeah. And Dina says, Kelvin looks like he's sitting on the tables. <laughs> Look at the children's table on Thanksgiving. Wow. Here we go, Kelvin. Yo, here they yo, come. Here, here we come. come. When I tell you, I thought we was together, y'all. I thought we was all together. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I mean, she. It's 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 kind of sad though, man. You know, I I I looked at the sister. I I thought she was. I think she could have easily have aged gracefully. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think she needed the the enhancements or anything else like that, man. You know, maybe I'm wrong, but you know, we'll never know because she decided to go the other way. And and as you said, Kelvin, uh, her, her plastic surgery, somebody, man, they just they got filthy rich off her, bro. And yeah. I don't know what she got in return, you know, to show for it that, that's worth anything. And, 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 and Derek, if Biggie just turned fifty, would have been fifty. What is she? What is she like? Late forties or fifty? Worse, she's, she's in late forties. Late forties. Right. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. You, that, if you late forties and you look like that. Oh my goodness! Could you imagine ten years from now? It's like it's got to be. I would be. I would be so crushed looking in the mirror because you know, you know it's gonna get bad. You know this. You ever see a, a person just grow? I'm gonna tell you who's a good looking man. Who good? Doctor J. Doctor J. Probably like I don't know how old Doctor J is. Doctor J is a good looking. I mean, he looked like a just a debonair, smooth dude. He not fighting his age, anything like that. He just looks good for his age and everything like that. It's something about growing old gracefully in the season that you're in. Does any of us want to look old? No. Does any of us want to grow old? No. But it's inevitable, right? So you look the best you are in your season. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But look at that. I mean, look, Kim, I mean, there are women that are, that are 60 or 70 years old that look much better than her. And she'll never get a chance to do that because you interfered with the process. And yeah, once you interfere yeah. with it, I don't think you can reverse it. That's it. Now what you'll do as you get older, you'll try now more stuff. And that's going to even be worse. But maybe she came up. I think she might be a product of the time in which she came up. You know what I mean? I think a lot of the sisters um, and us in general, we, we, we're, more, we're much more aligned with just natural solutions to things. And I think she just kind of took the shortcuts because she had the ability to take the shortcuts back then. And now she's paying for it now, you know. She should have just, I mean, hindsight 2020, just get in the gym and work out, man. And just, treat, you know, eat right, sleep right, yeah. and pay yourself, you know. Well, well, Nia Lauren well, looking well, good. Sanai Lathan looking good. Um, Regina Hall looking good. I mean, Regina Hall, 50 years old and looks great. Yeah. Well, okay. And Sanai Lathan at the BET Awards look right. I'm sorry, go ahead, Dick. No, the whole but the thing was about the tribute to Puff Daddy that night, by the way they did it and music and stuff like that. You know, you had the lock, you had Shine. Shine came out, did a little change to his song. That was good seeing Shine. I think it was Shine, the president, at least the prime minister, whatever his title is over mm -hmm. there. Mary J. Blige, Puffy also that night, you remember, he donated a hundred no a million dollars to Howard University and he donated a million dollars towards Deion Sanders football. Jackson program, State. Jackson State. So no, so not little Kim, you know, she is what she is and stuff like that. It was a good night for blackness and especially for uh, for black for black people in higher education trying to give our money stuff like that. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was a, that was a dope little touch, man. Yeah, dope yeah. Touch. 
Puffy, yeah. Puffy, they got a documentary on Puffy on Netflix now. Can't stop, um, won't stop. A word? Yeah, so it's already out. It just came out. That's right. So I haven't watched it yet. So if anybody um seen it or whatever, you can chime in the bottom and let us know if it's good or not. But um, it just came on Netflix. Oh, that's oh, good. I gotta check, I gotta check that out, man. Yeah. They got, they got, they got something else. Um, you know, Hulu with Fat Joe in them. Somebody like that with hip hop. Damn, what's the name of the title? Yeah, um, the story of Jose, I think. Nah, the origins of hip hop. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. okay. So I heard it was heard it was dope. You know, Fat Joe always got some good ass stories. So, oh yeah, heard it's dope. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, I think we're still waiting for our special guest to come on tonight. But um, I don't know. Oh, let's see the comments say. Oh yeah, Angela Bassett is gorgeous. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, grandma could get it. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. my original. Listen, man, she's one of my crushes, bro. From back oh. in the days, bro, I always had a thing for Angela Bassett coming up, man. Had as a client cool. once, Derek. Had as a client oh, once God. in the limousine business. Couldn't have been nicer. Could not have been nicer. I got a quick Angela Bassett story. Make, make it quick, Kevin. Make it quick, goddammit. All right, so basically, <laughs> uh, I had. I'm, I'm waiting for her for my car to pull up so I can put her in the car, right? We over there by the garden. Dude completely overruns us. So you know in Manhattan, somebody passed you. Now you got to go up that block, the next block, the next block, come back and everything. And she could have blitzed on me. She could have blitzed on us. Couldn't have been nicer. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting there apologizing to the woman. She's like, don't worry about it. It happens. It's no problem. Whereas the average entertainer would have spazzed having to wait an extra 10 minutes for the car or something like that. So, Derek, to your point, the fact that not only graceful and and, and, and beautiful, but, but a kind-hearted, spirited person. So, that was my little Angela Bassett story. And that's the Angela Bassett story I wanted to hear, my brother. Yep. Thank you for the confirmation. While we still wait for our guests. R. Kelly got oh. sentenced today to 30 years in federal prison. There he goes, right there. That son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I don't fuck with the pedophiles, man. Tree jumping ass motherfuckers. Yeah, so, short eyes. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like 30 years. I mean, he lucky he only got 30 years. Well, he still <laughs> got some more cases coming. Like I told you, that shit to me, that ain't enough. Like, even if he does the whole 35, what he I mean, whole 30 years. R. Kelly would be what eighty five when he get out. I need. I think we need a little bit more time on this so we can make sure that he's so old. If it's a possibility of him ever getting out, he can't do nothing. You know, like maybe right. break it off to where he, because you know you said there's a man to where he'd be in his nineties when if he ever gets out. That's that's pretty much a life sentence right there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. At least, well, he got all the boy coochie he wants in jail. Well, he's gonna be doing it in there. He is gonna be doing it in there. <laughs> And get a Fifi bag. Um, yeah, oh, no, he's he not gonna do no Fifi bag. He's gonna be in there with dudes. There's no doubt about allegedly. Allegedly, okay. allegedly. allegedly. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I heard that verdict. They, I think his. I think that the prosecution was originally going after 20 years. His defense team was hoping 10 years, and the judge gave him that that long ride, like like you know, like yeah. like that movie Life. Yeah. Take that long ride, boss. Long <laughs> ride, but no, you're right. That pedophilia is inexcusable. Um, I'm just amazed to see. Uh, I, I mean, we've seen some some falls in history and entertainment, but this is right up there. I mean, this is a person that was a millionaire, this person that was ultra successful, and because of their condition or lifestyle or whatever, that behavior that's just disgusting behavior. I mean, 30 years out, they would have had to resuscitate me in the courtroom. 30, I mean, just the, the thought of 30 years 
Amen. I mean, it, I don't care what age you are. You add thirty to it, it's bad. It'll be and on the twenty. It'll be on the twenty-five. He did three already, right? He ain't coming home. They, they like I said, they gonna hit him with some more charges with the other cases. They ain't coming home. Yeah. That judge was making a was making a name for themselves too, brother. You know what I'm saying? He, he that, is that, home. That was too. They was definitely putting a putting a stamp on that on that case. You know, yeah. I know people who died, man, and and got ten. You know what I'm saying? People for murder. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Or whatever. Yep. So like thirty is like amazing to me. But I mean, it's hard to defend that shit though. You know what now I'm the question is, what happens? Yeah. Well, now listen, I've had to officiate um, countless weddings. What are they gonna play now at receptions? Because I ain't been to it. I ain't. You, you think so? Yeah. Could you still listen to it? Bro, they got people still defending on Kelly. Bro. Correct. Correct. But could you still listen to it yourself? Niggas no, still listen, I mean. motherfuckers still listen to Elvis. I'll sit down. There you go. I feel like Rod. I can't. I, I, I heard an argument on last week, but I can't. I threw all my stuff out that I had his. Man, you got to throw out a lot of motherfuckers. Man. I'm just yeah. putting it out there. You know, you know, I'm going to go on a limb here. You know, and this is for anybody that's out there thinking R. Oh, Kelly's innocent. You know, you need you need to rethink yourself as a person if you think that R. Oh, Kelly should be back out on the streets. You know, or let him move in your house with your kids. See, see how that see how that works out for you. So that's what I say to people that think R. Kelly is uh, innocent. See, Rod, I don't think this this is even worse than people think he's innocent. People were blaming the girls. Yeah, they're victimizing the victim. Yeah, they do right, that. So they were blaming, yeah. Right, they were blaming the girls and they were blaming the parents and stuff like that. People were just blinded because of their fandom with him, and and that's even worse. That's even worse. If you thought he was innocent, that's different. Where you be like, he shouldn't be in jail because he's innocent. They know he's guilty, and they just feel like he he had, you know, people that helped him, so he shouldn't be going for the ride. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, we got a special guest here tonight. Our dear sisters revisiting us tonight, man. Our sister, she helps up uh, speaks on a lot of women's rights and women issues, women health. Uh, Jamie, can you bring in our dear sister Kelly Davis? What up, Kelly? Hey, Kelly. Hi everyone! Hey Hi. Kelly, you're back. How you feeling, baby? How you doing? I'm back in full effect. I've been listening in um, after that last segment. Y'all was laying me out. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but well, yeah, Kelly, help. We happy to have you back again. Thank you. We need you because there's a lot going on. There's yes. a lot going yeah, on, obviously. A lot going on. So what I've got to ask, obviously, first of all, when you heard this come down, this this uh, historic uh, decision, what were your first thoughts? So um, I have to say, as a person that spent the better part of 20 years really devoted to sexual and reproductive health, the overturning of Roe v. Wade actually didn't come as a shock to me. Oh, thank if, you. If you're shocked, you maybe haven't been paying attention because right. states all across the United States have been chipping away at um, access to all kinds of health care, but particularly uh, when it relates to access to abortion. So um, when we were having the Supreme Court hearings, when Trump was uh, attempting to appoint three uh, Supreme Court justices, you could see them in their confirmation hearings not answering the questions related to abortion access. And we they did exactly what we thought they were going to do, right? Which is overturn, you know, one of several 
uh, human rights that they've been taking aim at. And so next up, and Clarence Thomas, as he said last week, next up is gay marriage, right? Next up is actually gay relationships or queer sex, right? All kinds of things that were based on our right to privacy and the legal argument that the government doesn't have any right in our business when it comes to like what's happening in our bodies, what's happening <coughs> in our homes. All of those decisions are coming before the Supreme Court again, interracial marriage. And even- I, I don't think that's gonna come up because Clarence Thomas, he ain't saying that shit. Well- He got, him a, he got an old snow bunny, old snow bunny. Well, uh, it's still based on the same legal precedent. And so we don't know how um, Amy feels about that. We don't know how Justice Scalia feels about that. And this might be the one thing that breaks, right? So we have three mostly liberal Supreme Court justices. And then we have a whole host of others that are really um, attacking all of our human rights bit by bit by bit by bit. So I'm not surprised. Yes, Kelly, very well said. Thank you, sister. She's so cute. She's like, yeah. <laughs> he said, I did say that pretty well, didn't I? <laughs> so, so, Kelly, what, well, everything that happened, what does this mean for black women, black and brown women? Be honest. And, yeah. poor, and poor. I'm sorry, poor and poor whites, too. Let's keep it a buck with that, too. Mm, very true. So, you know, our lives are really on the line, right? Um, and th there's a variety of reasons. So the last time I was here, I educated you all on where we are with the Black maternal health crisis, right? The fact that Black women, Latino women, it's more dangerous for us to give birth today than it was when our parents gave birth to us, So for everybody on this call. And so um, that relates to abortion because before Roe v. Wade, the leading cause for maternal death was actually having unsafe abortions. And so all automatically, what does it mean for black women if we're already dying at very high rates, three to five times in New York City, eight to 12 times more likely to die than our white counterparts in a, in a state that is supposed to be a good state where we've expanded Medicaid, where you have more um, rights to fight discrimination. All of these things mean that when you take abortion away, even more Black women are going to die. Um, also, I've been saying this uh, as I make the kind of rounds across the nation for the past week, but the war on drugs to Black men is going to be what this abortion is to Black women. And so what folks don't understand is the long game. What can't felons do? Vote. Yeah, babies. Vote. <laughs> Oh. Right. And so what's going to happen when you have the strongest voting block, right, criminalized and it's a really it's another form of voter suppression. And so that's what folks are not seeming to get, that this is actually not just about babies and women's rights and Christianity. This is a coordinated attack at our like civil liberties in order to concentrate power and uh, in the hands of like wealthy white people. And so that's really what's kind of at stake for us. And that's actually what's at stake for you too, because a lot of these states are gonna start making it compulsory. If you cannot have access to reproductive health care, they're coming up, they're also gonna be thinking through what it means to access contraception. So if contraception becomes illegal, if abortion becomes illegal, and the vast majority of states, then in order to get state assistance, they're going to require that you state who is the father of your child. And if they are not paying child support on time, we're going to come back around. And what does that mean for black men? Incarceration. 
right? So for-profit right. prisons are going right. to be filled. It's going to be another type of incarceration. And so folks are not understanding the long game for our political power, for our community building, what it means if you have another large part of the population and more trumped up charges that you can bring against us because they can't police this equally. You can make abortions illegal, but you can't stop them from happening. But who will they go after? It's going to be what you said, Damon, the people who are poor, the people who are black, the people who are brown. And so all of these things, it's not just about reproductive health. I care a lot about reproductive health, but it actually is one way that they're using to keep power concentrated because nobody votes more and more consistently than black women and queer people. So if you can criminalize us, Right. It's better for those of us that don't believe that we have a right to be humans and fully exist. Mm, mm, mm. Let me ask you something, Carly. Do you think some of this is done because, you know, man, I'm thinking about black mind. That since white people ain't fucking enough and having babies. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm they're just coming, saying. They're coming scroll. <laughs> they're not having yeah, sex. I think, right. I think the scroll is on the way. Yeah, no, it's on no, its way. They're not having sex as much. And then that, the white man and the elk got opioids killing white kids all, all day long. So they, and it looks like the browning of America is going to be what twenty a few years from now, right? Thirty years, maybe forty years. You think this is really the? That's I'm just asking. Do you think that's reason why they want the reason why they want this to happen? Why well, they made it happen? Well, if you've been watching kind of political pundits and just like racists and bigots, you'll you'll hear this idea of replacement theory, right? Mm -hmm. That there's not enough white people to replace the white people that are currently here. Um, and so we have to do these things in order to make sure that white women do not have access to the workforce, right? That they cannot control their destinies and that we can replace ourselves. But I'm here to tell you, one is that that's a load of BS because you can still keep power in a very power isn't necessarily a numbers game think about south africa i was about to say that yeah. my sister's smart go ahead right <laughs> a black nation where all of the wealth all the political power was kept in a small fraction right and so people are using that as an excuse to again power grab but from the civil war to today the thing that gets uh, particularly the history of this country that gets poor white people to vote against their own self-interest is this idea that actually it's not capitalism. It's not the poor wages that's keeping you down. It's this black person over here. It's this Mexican, right. it's this immigrant. Right. And so folks buy into that and then vote to keep wealthy white people that they have nothing in common with in power. Correct. Because they believe that that is also what's owed to them by virtue of their skin. And so that's the function of racism um, to allow, again, political power. So this is it's not necessarily a numbers game, but they're using that as an excuse to really drum up a lot of racist violence. And we're paying the price like the, the black women uh, that were shopping. The elderly women that were shopping in Buffalo, New York, paid the price with the same thing that states are using that are going to go after your uh, black women and trans folks who are having abortions. Right. It's the same sick mindset. And it's only you're substituting the violence of one sick individual for the violence of an entire system. Right. And it's still the results are still the same. We're going to wind up being dead. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Kelly, you mentioned the uh, domino effect of, let's say, uh, of, of this, you know, um, you know, how one how one decision triggers, uh, you know, all of these other ancillary, you know, effects throughout society just kind of uh, ripples throughout society. How do you get people to buy in? Because currently, you know, you have the conservative black folk, whatever that is at this point, you know what I mean? Um, saying, oh, well, you know, siding with, oh, well, this is, you know, I've seen this, you know what I mean? Well, good, you know what I mean? Like, finally, you know, women are going to have to do X, Y, Z, and, you know, we have to be responsible and all of that, you know what I mean? I mean, it's obviously, first of all, abortion is, the decision to have an abortion has to be the most, one of the most traumatic things that a woman can feel, you know what I mean? It has to, be, you know, so the idea that people are just doing this willy-nilly and everything, I don't know how people really, I mean, it's, it's to the left, but how do we get people to buy into this? How do we get people to connect to it, though? What do you think? Well, I, I too, come from a, um evangelical Christian background. Like, I'm the descendant of enslaved Africans. Like, I grew up in the South. And so um, these are some of the things I've been saying and educating my own extended family and community members around. And I say, like, if you are if you are parroting and saying the same things as people that you even think are white supremacists, then maybe you should do some self-reflection, right? I also talk about the fact that so many of us know somebody in our life that had a later miscarriage, right? Had an ectopic pregnancy. And I was, I, I list out my aunt. I list out my own mother who had a, uh, my brother, she had a she was almost six months pregnant and my brother died inside her womb. If she didn't have abortion health care, she would have died. Do we think that this is the kind of society we want to keep? We know that black women, because of stressors, all of the things caused by racism, environmental degradation, poor quality health care, have these poor pregnancy outcomes. Are we sentencing them to death as a result? Right. Is that the kind of nation we want? And when, I, when people say, oh, oh, also everybody here on this call knows someone who's had an abortion. Someone here on this podcast, men do not talk about men have abortion stories. Women hey, 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 are hey, not hey, the hey, only hey. people with abortion stories. Who, my, about, who told you about my wife? Allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> you know, and it's just something horrible when the folks that are 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 anti-abortion and quote unquote pro-life are, you know, so many men are in that area. But when it comes to protecting, you know, sexual and reproductive health, sometimes our black and Latino men are not anywhere to be found. And so I would say to those of you watching today, if you have an abortion story, share it with someone that is close to you. So many of the men in my life could not have the lives that they enjoy today had it not been for abortion. Let me let me ask you this question, Kelly. Um, how has this changed what you do? How, how do you now, uh, do you have to count, come up with some type of new pragmatic approach when dealing with young ladies as far as messaging, as far as you know, reproduction and education, how do you now, how does this change what you do? Well, in some ways it hasn't changed what I do that much. It definitely has um, educated some folks and given me an entree to talk about what is and is not available at different states across our country. It definitely, however, has let, um, it's lit a fire under me 
to really talk about civic engagement and what and voting as like a tool of harm reduction. So we all know that the laws, the the, the Supreme Court, not, none of these bodies, legislative bodies have ever really affirmed black lives, right? Never, point blank period. So what the Supreme, you know, the Supreme Court really has shit to do with my life. However, you know, this is just an entree to getting folks um, really activated around political activism, understanding like how laws are passed and understanding, say, hey, we often turn out for federal elections, but not for state elections. Right. But a lot of what happens is determined by the, your state. Right. So it's a, your governor. Right. It's your lieutenant governor. It's um, your attorney general. It's your DA. So even laws can be on the books. But if we don't mobilize to have our DA candidates that say, if a law is on the books, we're not going to criminalize that. And we've seen what Black advocacy can do. So many DAs across this country have now said, yeah, you know, cannabis is illegal, but our my office is not going to spend time persecuting any you know folks anymore for like weed, a personal, personal possession. We could do the same thing with abortion. And so really what I'm saying to everyone is vote in your midterm elections, but not only just vote, but also organize. Like we have to be in the streets. We have to be telling folks what we will and will not accept. And we also have to change the narrative around whose issue this is. Every time you even see the word abortion on the news, it's like a white woman with a pink pussy hat on and a little <laughs> sad ass sign. That person, we're in this situation today because they they didn't talk to their grandma. They didn't talk to their mother. They didn't talk to their aunties, right? When 52% of white women were voting for Trump, that's why we're in today. So it's not the job of black women to fix what white women um, have historically messed up, but it is our job to protect each other. And so really this past week, um, me and uh, my other sisters and comrades in the reproductive health rights and justice space have been focused on getting like emergency need to folks had their folks who had appointments had them all canceled on Friday. And it's clear who is most at risk. You're more than likely to be killed while you are pregnant or postpartum than at any time in your life. Right. Yeah. For a woman. And so some folks are really seeking this kind of health care to one, uh, you know, deal with crushing poverty that we know we don't get equal pay for equal work, deal with toxic situations. Right. And just live the lives that they want to live. You know, also, we talked about the poor pregnancy outcomes. And so I think for a for some of folks, what happened last week with the Supreme Court was definitely an eye-opening situation for how to get involved in the political process, which includes legislation. But let's not forget things around civil rights traditionally, which Black women have been the backbone of most successful social movements in this country for the last 100 years. Right. Whether it's LGBTQ rights, whether it's civil rights, we have definitely been the backbone to all of these movements. And also this movement, we are the backbone to this movement. But we have to organize. Laws only change when we organize. It's not the other way around. You don't get freedom because the law change. You push for your freedom. And that's what gets the law to change. And so I think people are really waking up to that today. And I'm hopeful that black men are doing the same because you guys have something in this fight. It's going to anything that has to do with incarceration, right? Making something illegal is going to hurt black people the most. Okay. It's coming for y'all. So every time I hear, 
so a black man uh, be hotep with me and say, oh, we don't need, you need to be having babies for the revolution. I say, brother, I hope you pay your child support. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they're, if not, they're coming for you. Oh, you live in Kansas. You live in Oklahoma. You live in Pennsylvania. Even you live in Ohio. They are coming for you, bruh. Even in New York, the, the state, we, we can tend to hold up states like New York and California. There are gubernatorial candidates that say that they're anti-abortion and they're going to appoint health commissioners that are anti-abortion. What does that mean for people who don't pay their child support in Brooklyn? Yeah. You tell yeah. me. Well, the, 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 the expression you use when you said it lit a, a fire under you, most movements that have started, especially in this country with young people, it's because of that. It has to get something that that makes you angry or makes you uncomfortable, that gets you out to organize and gets you to the polls. So I expect uh, there to be fireworks this midterm. You know, when these elections come around, people, I think you're going to see that because this anger and stuff, because I tell people all the time, marching and stuff looks good on camera realistically, you know, you got to make some changes. Um, you got to be really proactive, you know, economically and also as far as your vote and getting into this process. So I absolutely agree with you. I mean, we yeah. all have a role to play. So Kelly, let me ask you a question. So like, we know rich white people are going to have access. They're going to be able to fly, take their flight to, to Europe if they want to have that abortion, fly up here to New York City and, and places like that. What, what, when you in those circles and those rooms talking to those people in those, those red states where they can't, what are the what are the poor people saying? Because they because they take a, go to say they want to go to Mexico, right, or New Mexico or someplace. The travel there, like to get a get a bus ticket, to get a hotel stay, because you're gonna probably stay for a day or two. You might have to have somebody with you to escort you because they don't want you leaving to go dizzy back to your hotel room or whatever like that. What are they? What are those people saying? How like I want to like what are they echoing? I just want to know what they like. Well, I want to be clear that people tend to think of abortion was legal, but illegal legal does not mean accessible. Legal does not mean affordable. I grew up in the state of Mississippi, which had one abortion clinic, right? So abortion, even in, in New York State, even in states like Pennsylvania, it, it has never been totally accessible for like black people. Medicaid doesn't pay for abortion. It's been barred. Like there are so many challenges that we have in accessing proper reproductive health care. The last time I was here, I talked about maternity care. We don't even have high quality. So we've, ne we've never really had it. And so in some ways, um, if you are hysterical after the Supreme Court, that's a function of your own privilege, right? The wealthy white women in my life were hysterical at the idea that they could live lives that were restricted in any way to the way that our lives are restricted to every day. However, I think that the people that have been organizing in the South, for decades are now harnessing this national energy to say like, we need support. We have to get people out of wherever they are. And keep in mind that what happens, like you said, Damon, if we have folks from let's say Ohio where abortion is now illegal after six weeks and most people don't even know they're pregnant within the first six weeks, right? So if people are traveling now to New York City to get that abortion, what does that mean for this person who is working at an hourly worker at the T-Mobile store, who has two children, who can't like, they also don't, so even though they live in a place where it's legal, is it accessible? And don't forget that this is all happening while we're still in an ongoing pandemic. Yeah, and I seen them selling, I said, it, uh, I was going to do this bus today, it was going to be foul. They're selling Plan B online for a thousand dollars. I was gonna sell it for five hundred, cut them, but they sell it for they sell it for a thousand. I'm not saying well, I mean, I'm opportunist. 
emergency contraception, <laughs> right, which is plan B, which is not the abortion pills. Um, those are being called plan C, but there are all these kinds of things. Uh, contraception is going to be also up next. Folks are also mm -hmm. um, outlawing contraception. So really, when you think about why, what does it mean? How does it support wealthy white men to have everybody outside of the labor market, right, to have folks chained to low wage work, right, to have folks too tired, right, to be able to participate actively in society, to organize for their own power. It all keeps their wealth, their riches, their power concentrated in them. And so this is what that's really about. So do not become an illegal pharmacist. Then you're really going to get locked up, bro. And we need hey, you. Hey, 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 hey. I got a, I got a different name. <laughs> oh, Jamie, Jamie. Oh, yeah, my producer, Jamie, say he want to bring up some of the comments. So, Jamie, bring up some of the comments. I was going to ask a question from Jamie, but let's go to the comments. Sally says, what I'm not understanding is that they don't want people to get abortions, but then also don't want to support people with taking care of the kids. That's Correct. true. That's why pro-life, I never used the term pro-life because the people are not pro-life because well, how can you be pro-life and you're pro-death penalty? Correct. Um, how can you be pro-life and you don't extend Medicaid, right? Even to kids. Correct. How can you be pro-life and you allow, you're not even giving folks access to like the basic thing, like you're not giving lunch programs. They don't even give better lunch programs. Right. How can yeah. be pro-life when there is no uh, universal child care? Correct. Right. So they're not pro-life at all because they're anti everything that it would take to have bring the child into the life. How can you be pro-life? You're not even supporting maternity care when a person is pregnant. Correct. 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 See, that was. That was going to be my question, but Kelly, you're doing such a good job on touching all those points. It makes it hard to give you a question. Yeah. The rest says, Kelly, preaching tonight, y'all. Pass yeah. the collection plate. Hashtag, pass the collection plate. Damn, any more, any more, any more comp? Oh, here we go. Marvin, hey, uh, Mommy Priest. Hey, Mommy Priest. <laughs> what are some of the advocacy groups to link with? So there are a lot of um, organizations that are working all over um, the country, really. And, and these are some of the ones that are anchored by like black and Latina. So Latina folks, right, which we know are kind of the backbone to this movement. So I'm the executive director for New Voices for Reproductive Justice, which organizes across the nation, but also particularly in Ohio and Pennsylvania, which are two states of political significance, right? We call every black woman voter. We knock on the doors. We do what we need to do to educate them, to get them to the polls and to get them the resources that they need. Uh, if you're looking for another national org in our own voice, um, if you're in places like Texas, the FIA Center, uh, we also have like Women with a Vision in Louisiana. We have Sister Song in Georgia. We're part of a whole collection. The reproductive justice movement is a part of a whole collection of um, Black-led organizations that are really working to get dollars, resources, everything that Black families need, um, whatever services they need in organizing and disrupting to make sure that folks know that they have the right to have children if they want to, they have the right not to have children if they want to, and they have the right to parent the children they choose to have in safe and supportive environments. Mm. Kelly, mm. quick question. Why is it important to use ungendered language when speaking about abortion access? 
And why does new voices say birth individuals or pregnant individuals? So, you know, what's what's key to understand is that everybody who gets pregnant doesn't think of themselves as a woman, right? That's not their gender. So folks that are transgender can become pregnant, folks that are non-binary that can, can become pregnant. And the reason I like to stop using the word women often is that abortion is not a women's issue, right? Women are the majority of people who have abortions, of course, but abortion benefits everyone. As I said earlier, there are so many black men in my life, so many Latino men in my life that have benefited, you know, like from abortions. And, and I was talking with my friend uh, who was like, oh, I'm, I'm anti-abortion. I was like, where, if you had to, if you were paying for three children right now, do you think that you would be driving this Tesla? And he was like, no, he would not be driving that Tesla. He would be driving what I'm driving, which is a Honda Accord that is 12 years old. So we have to really like black, like the reason why I take gender out of it, so to speak, is that this, the emphasis on gender, um, it, it takes men out of the conversation. And I think that men have a key role in abortion advocacy and all sexual and reproductive health advocacy. And also every gender of person can have an abortion. Hmm. What got me is when you, when you put it to with a goat scared for young for brothers and like thinking about that child support. That's what got me. That child support going to jail, shit. So you're voting against your own interest. That's why I'm saying like, and so many of us do that. We're, we so, sometimes are saying things that were given to us that it's not even critical thinking skills. The abortion only became a Republican talking point in the 70s. That should be of note because that's when they really had to start desegregating schools and society. And that's when women start having to coming to work. And so they use a, this social issue, right, to get more power and control. And so for me, it's like the proof is in the pudding. Abortions have been happening for thousands of years. So why was it in 1970 that this became a huge hot topic issue for white men to start yelling about? Oh, because they had to begin sharing their power with black people and white women. Wow. Cool. Yo, you killing it tonight, man. Yeah, you're killing it. You're on fire, Kelly. Took all my damn questions almost away from the time. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> Kelly, I'm going to pay you an ultimate compliment. You touched every point so well, it's almost impossible to ask you a question. Word. I was like, yo, I don't even know where to go with it. Yeah, point, yeah. You know, but you keep on talking. You keep going, though. Word well, up. I mean, I just, those are, I, I, I say what I know. You know, and so I'm always thankful here because men don't often give women the space to come and talk about sexual and reproductive health issues. Right. Think about our grandparents. Think about our parents. It was we didn't say these things. You maybe said them, you know, men talk about sex when I go to the barbershop. Y'all talk. It's not that y'all don't talk about sex. It's not that y'all don't talk about abortions, but we're not having these conversations together. Right. Mm -hmm. We're not, you know. Uh, you know, women in my life lie about, you know, our sexual and reproductive past because it's stigmatized, right? You know someone, you all, so, you know, you get four men of color together, somebody has paid for an abortion, someone's life has been, like, those are just the facts. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We've all have been touched. You all love someone who's had abortion. Someone's here, someone's mother 
here on this podcast episode had an abortion. Someone's sisters had an abortion. Someone's wife or ex-wife has had an abortion. So uh, these things are men's issues. Men just don't talk about it. And so yeah. I'm here to say, like, if if you've been moved in any way, if you're listening today um, here at Let's Chop It Up, you know, be open to sharing your abortion story or being open to hearing someone else's, being a safe space for someone to share the fact that they have had an abortion, thought about having an abortion, have had an abortion with you. Because oftentimes um, there are certain there are certain cultural norms that we have that don't allow us to be as free as we possibly can. It's like, you know, is you know, men, men in my life, men who I've dated, they expect you to have all these uh, tips and tricks. Where do you think I got them from? You think you think all these women that that folks are messing with your sexual partners have all these skills and nobody got pregnant? Come on now, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I um I was having a conversation with my wife Kelly and um she brought up a good point. She said that uh one of the topics that we never talk about in abortion is when a woman wants to have an abortion but the man doesn't want to have the abortion and he's willing to take the child but has no say in that because you know it's her body. And I found that very interesting. I said she's absolutely right. We don't have that conversation about men that want women to have the child and that they'd be willing to take care of take care of the child. But uh, I, I found that as an interesting topic that we don't never touch on, you know. You know, in, in a healthy, in, you know, because, because pregnancy is, is mostly, um, you know, the pregnant person, which mostly for this conversation, I know uh, for many of you have wives and girlfriends and fiancés. Um, you think about your, your wife because we're often the, the person bearing the physical consequence of the pregnancy. We have um, the, the ability because it's within our own like body and control. You know, mm -hmm. ideally, if you're in a relationship, of course, you should talk about sexual and reproductive health uh, issues. But, if, you know, not you're the person is not in my body. The person doesn't have to deal with my like if I have diabetes or hypertension, the you know, someone else cannot choose for me to put my body at risk, Correct. even if they want to to raise the body. And so, you Correct. know, that it really has to be the power has to lie with the person who is most affected but does that mean that partners do not have a role in abortion conversations absolutely not right they right. support abortions but i do think that you know we have to start talking about all the scenarios within our relationships within our society um i have to tell you in my social circle it tends to be the other way around there have been women often who have been coerced into having abortions by people who become abusive or are, are, you know, do not want to have a child with a person, particularly if the, you know, folks are not in, in a healthy situation together. So there are a myriad of different ways that um, to have sex, to make a, to conceive a child, um, to be pregnant. And so I think that talking about each one and the one that are uh, particular to you your relationship, your body, your partner, right? We have to be unafraid of having those conversations because even if we think, you know, oh, I'm approaching 45, I don't have to have that. No, as long as you have a period, you can still get pregnant. Yeah. Right. And so we tend to think, oh, I'm 42, I'm 43, I'm 45, I don't got to worry about it. No, you still have to worry about it. 
You can be 47. Your wife could be 42. Your wife could be 43. You still have to think about that. Because what does it mean if all of your children, you know, I have friends in my life that got pregnant unexpectedly in their 40s and had mm. grown children. And like, I'm, I can't, I'm not doing this again. And it's not, I'm not in a healthy relationship. I'm married, but I just got my career back, right? I'm not, my children are now in high school. I am not starting this over again. And so chose to uh, terminate a pregnancy. So there are so many different reasons why a person would make an individual decision. And each one of them are valid from the male point of view, from the female point of view, from the non-binary point of view. Whoever you are, um, you have a stake in like what your reproductive and sex love life looks like. Uh, Tammy, can you bring up a couple of comments real quick? I was going to bring this up. Margaret Peace. Kelly, you are a highly educated, executive, open-minded, full of passion, professional, uh, laying down the facts to make us all educated consumers. All right. Fact. Nice compliment. Uh, Norette says, women are shamed for having three baby daddies and shamed for an abortion. Women are always vilified no matter what they do. Yeah. And, uh, okay. Chelomelo Williams. Abortion has been slow suicide for the black community. I'm gonna know okay. what he means by that because I know a lot of woke pages people saying like they don't believe in abortion all the black woke pages but Kelly can you want to address that well I mean uh, sometimes just like the the white conservative politicians we found out that they've had abortions pay for abortions right um they when their mistresses expose them the same thing happens in our community the folks that are oh abortions murder abortions genocide uh have often paid for abortions, have often coerced folks to have an abortion or advocated for folks in their life to have an abortion. Um, to me, slow suicide in, in of the Black community would mean like Black women and queer folks not having agency and power, right? Not having critical thinking skills. To me, what it means to be Black is to be free. And freedom for me means I get to determine how I wear my hair. You don't tell me I have to wear my hair a certain kind of way. I get to determine what's on my body. I get to determine my own life, right? I don't know that I would be here before you today without birth control, right? Like, I don't know. And there's so many of my other professional women that um, are Black women are most educated subset of America, right? We open more businesses than anybody. And so a, a lot of that is tied to us being able to control our own destinies, right, through our own health and well-being. And so like um, some a commenter said, we're vilified, damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? There's no perfect way to be a Black woman. There's no per perfect way to be pregnant. So you have to just choose what's best for you. But statements like so-and-so is detrimental to the Black community, I often have to say, who said that? And when I say why, 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 always at the end of that is a white supremacist thought where folks believe that black people are either more criminal, lazy, that like all of those things were not thoughts that were created by us. And so we have to be like super critical. Anytime I hear the black community is should do this or black people don't do this or black women need to do that. I always know that that person nine times out of 10 likely has a colonized mind. Mm. I know y'all looking at me. Um, <laughs> let me say, <laughs> I know. look, I got, you got to work with me with that too. Cause you know, they stole my Red Bull machine, but 
it might have been the white man. Look, now I'm just joking. I'm joking. Let me say this. This is the thing. <laughs> so, so when I was a kid, I remember um, when when a young lady would get pregnant. It, was, it, it seemed like it was one of those things they send the, the person down south. Uh, one of one of the girls that were a little older than us, I never got. She got pregnant when she was 16 years old. Um, hid the pregnancy from my mother as long as she could. The baby wound up being born with water on the brain. And I believe that baby spent its life in the, um, I believe it, they used to call it the Ronald McDonald House or something like that. So it was something that was really shocking. I think today it's very, very important, especially young ladies, to understand um, this information out here today. Um, it's not taboo like it was today, that they can understand that that also if you're going to keep a child or whatever, there needs to be prenatal care. There needs to be just certain things that that they have to do because it's just dangerous on so many different fronts. And I think until speaking to you, I didn't even know a lot of the, the, the statistics about black women um, dealing with people think we have a higher threshold for pain. Uh, mm -hmm. When you, when we first, uh, you, you, you mentioned that and how so many people uh, lose their lives during uh, trying to deliver. So um, it, it's, it's very frightening. We're living in some frightening times. We are definitely in the deep end of the pool, but I, I can't thank you enough for your life's work, um, for the passion that you have in, in doing everything you can to just educate people. I'm sure even this interview right now, you are saving lives by, by educating people and giving people the facts and the knowledge and, and definitely just know um, that it is greatly appreciated here. And I, I can't thank you more. Well, I'm always happy to be here. I It's been a long past few days has been a long actually past few years of trying to advocate for black women's health and well-being and black sexual and reproductive health um but i said i'm gonna stay up late and i'm gonna be here for let's chop it up because there are not many spaces i'm in that's a, a all men of color space that i feel respected affirmed and heard so you guys i'm gonna turn it back on you are creating safe spaces to have these conversations. Um, and it's the example that you are setting that says black men, um, Latino men, it's okay to talk about mental health. It's okay to talk about sexual and reproductive health. Like we're humans, we all have sex, like shit happens. And so we have to be clear um, and that you guys have a key role in having spaces that many men don't have. Men are not going, many men are not, don't have access to go to the doctor, right? It's, and they don't have, you know, what we have when we, we can flip through Oprah magazine or Cosmo and, and, and learn about sexual health and well being, right? You guys don't have those spaces. And so you guys are saving lives. Each time that you come here, you know, 10 years ago, if you had a group of four men of color, the situation about R. Kelly taking up for like black girls and women saying like it's not okay, the sexual violence that we are experiencing. And that's also something else like black women and girls are subject to rape, sexual assault and harassment at untold rates. And so what does it mean that it's saying that you can be a child and be raped by your abuser and have to carry a baby to term? Think about that. Uh, we got we got a couple of more comments here. Uh, Jamie, bring up. I don't know how you want to feel about action, but I, I'll chime in with you on this one, Kelly. So, Jamie, can you bring up a what's her name? Celo, somebody. Derek. Derek, you're on mute. Is Derek on mute. Sorry about sorry about that. 
Uh, he says, uh, you want to stop complaining. White women wanted this and they roped you into this. Uh, Margaret Sanger, the founder of, of Planned Parenthood, was a, was a eugenicist of black folks in favor of eugenics. And abortion has cut our population down by a third if we hadn't participated in the eugenic apartheid of Roe v. Wade. Well, I don't know about participating. Roe v. Yeah. Wade actually had nothing to do with us. It wasn't a black person that was bringing, you know, Jane Roe was not a black woman. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what that person mean by that. But I, to that person, I would say um, the following. One, did you read through Margaret Singer's all of her personal papers like I did? Mm, get him, girl. Maybe. And to that, I would say, you know what? She was a racist. However, you want to know what I also read in her personal papers? The hundreds, the thousands of Black women in Harlem who begged to have contraception access brought to Harlem because they were living in dire poverty, because they were tired of dying in childbirth, because they were working jobs and their husbands were getting killed in the war. Like all of those things, right? Like the Great Depression, World War II, like all of those things, people were clamoring for access to what white women had. Right, which was access to abortion, access to, through their private physicians, and all kinds of issues. And so, I would say I don't make any I don't make any excuses for uh, Margaret Sanger's racism, and I don't work for Planned Parenthood. I will call racism out every time I see it. However, does that mean that we strip Black people of the right to actually? Uh, have the health care that they choose? No, the government should stay out of my vagina. How about that? That's all I'm saying. The decisions I make about my life should be made by me and me alone, not by my legislature, not by these dusty men in robes, right? Not by Clarence Thomas. It should be made by me. And that is a liberatory thought. The right for Black people to control their own destinies right is a liberatory thought and if unless you have that same energy for child rape unless you have that same energy for black maternal mortality unless you have that same energy then don't bring it over here because i am not interested in selective single issue organizing audrey lord said it best people don't leave single issue lives so yes i don't i don't mess with a lot of white women who are racist in the repro space but does that mean i don't all black women should go without absolutely not absolutely not and so people who are un people who are unable to have nuanced thoughts right those are often like incel comments so i'm not i'm not really and it's all, always people who don't have their face in their avatar and i always wonder why that is a white man masquerading as a black man talking about x y and z so i'll say i'll say that my you see my face i, I put my face on what i believe right let's see you do the same yep i'm looking for a mic just to drop yeah. Around here, I got an extra mic. I got an extra mic. Just drop it. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something. We never thought about this before, right? Until we had Kelly on the show, and it, I just, it just came to my mind. We're going to create a Let's Chop It Up Hall of Fame with guests, and Kelly's going to be our first inductee. Yes, 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 yes. That's it. I can't so, you got Kelly, you got my 
Yo, and also, I want to go back to that comment before. I just want to say, also, with uh, what's the name? Cello, Cello, Mello, Williams, whatever it is. The thing is with that, brother, if you're not ready to take care of these kids and be that village leader and take care of these babies and not want it, don't, don't say nothing. Just sit quiet. Yeah. Because, like, like, all these babies running around, these babies running around, are you able to feed these babies? Because how many people, how many trauma people have to send babies down south? Are you going to be that dude going to be raised that village? Are you going to be out there getting that, getting that food, educating that kid, teaching that kid how to play catch, protecting that young girl? And I ready to do that, bro. Shut the fuck up. It's, 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 it's also <laughs> it's also what Kelly proved. If you're not educated about something, you should keep your mouth shut. Shut your mouth. Keep your mouth closed. Keep yeah. your mouth closed. Like, um, I'm sorry, Jamie. Can you bring up the comedy you did have up? Yeah, there we go. Uh, Carol Adams says, "I'm getting ready to mix it up. I resorted to abortion because it was freely available due to my responsibility." Excluding extreme circumstances, where's our responsibility to have safe sex? I think that's a very interesting comment. And um, I just want to say that uh, this person wasn't irresponsible. They were just human. Humans have sex, right? Um, and uh, a lot of what we have to do is kind of uh, give ourselves like grace and, and compassion. You do what you can do at the time. The truth is that contraceptive access, and in my previous segments, I talked about how obstetric sexual reproductive health care is also not always accessible. To me, I believe condoms should be free. We still have to fight in even places like New York City to actually have condom demonstrations for children. That by the time we talk to them about sex, it's in a very didactic form. And it's after many of them have already begun their sexual lives, right? That's right. And so, you know, there was a thing, there was a movement to have access only education. So folks are learning from places that are not giving them proper education. Not everybody has access to anti-racist, youth-friendly healthcare where they can come in. Like there's a lot of provider bias. There's had to be a lot. Medicine is not where it should be when it comes to sexual and reproductive health, particularly for Black people. And so I would say, um, you know, give yourself some grace, right? Like humans get pregnant. And if the abortion was available to you at, at the time and that's what you chose, that's the choice that you that you made. Um, abortion is not a moral failing. Most of the time it's a medical procedure, but we can't assign like good or bad to it. Right. And so I think that's when we kind of get into trouble. And I'm saying that I tell my sisters the same thing when we say, oh, I should not have done that. I shouldn't have dated this person when I did this and all I did this. And I say, cut yourself some slack. Right. They're often extenuating circumstances and contraceptive access is not like there are people in my life who cannot take the pill. Right. And nothing is ever 100 percent. That's another thing. Like until we make until we have better contraceptive access available for all genders. Right. Why are only like females, people with female parts responsible? Right. Most of the time until we can make it like freely accessible. Everything has gone up. Like I just went to Dwayne Reed. I'm like, why, why is condoms $26? And if you're 13, if you're 16, like you have to work two hours in order to buy a box of condoms. That's not going to last you through the week. Sometimes if it's spring break, how that doesn't set anybody up for success. And so we are living like these outcomes that we're seeing were by design, right? Other places that value Healthcare, like where healthcare is free, totally free, where what you need for sexual and reproductive 
health, maternal, infant health, all of it's free, right? Like we have manufactured everything that we have. We have manufactured the infant formula shortage. And so like even this is like so crazy to me that we're, you know, uh, discussing abortion and there's no formula on the shelf. There's no diapers on the shelf. Yeah. Go ahead. And Kira says, are we removing God from the ultimate circumstance? Right. Well, for me per personally, God is a part of like literally everything I everything I do. Um, <clears throat> I am I have a, a devout spiritual practice. Uh, but the thing I love most about the God I serve, and everybody has a different faith tradition, um, is that you know is is the idea of free will, right? I think about when you know, like I said, I, I come from the Christian faith um that like there was a conversation with the archangel and mary it just wasn't you're having this baby it was like what i'm a virgin i like there are like and so people have the right to consent um so for me that's that's where i take like my agency my free will to go through life as i choose right i think that that to me is a very powerful spiritual principle and so um, I will say that we, the state, shouldn't have the ability to legislate someone else's morality. So having abortion is a part of, having access to abortion is a part of the Jewish faith. Do I get to determine what, how somebody else exercise, exercises their faith? And so I, this is where I think we get into trouble because not everybody has the same spiritual beliefs or faith practices. So that's why the state can be a, can't be involved. Can you imagine if the state said, "Oh, you're Hindu, Hindu, you can't marry"? That would make no sense. So why do we say, "Oh, we're oh Christian," and this interpret this one narrow interpretation of Christianity or God or spirituality gets to dictate? what all of these people have access to. It doesn't hold water because there's no place else in American society really that we say that the religious dogma, we're supposed to have separation of church and state. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, but yeah. the, both the church and the state cannot fit inside of my ovaries. Mm. So they have no place there. Kelly, you have a way with words, I have to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, listen. I try to keep it clean. <laughs> I call it this has been this has been a great great discussion. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. It's been great. It really is, it, 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 and well needed. Despite the idiot that we had in there, CeeLo, somebody dumbass. No, I just want to say, everybody. <laughs> no, is that if you don't ask questions, you can't. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. You're right. No. We're not going to do that. Like everybody's allowed to have their opinion. No, you know, got his opinion. Show. No, you got his opinion. But we don't have to agree with it. No, but no, but, but no. Hey, that's what I'm saying. When you call us sense, there are four black men on here that probably do more than your lifetime, brother. Correct. Correct. He has no idea what simping no, is. He no, has no idea. idea. Is what we do in the community? How many kids we take care of and raise that are not our biological children? Yeah. How many kids mm -hmm. do we own to the college? How many sneakers do we don't bought? So calling four brothers, you have no idea about simps. Shut the fuck up. That's what I mean. I'm not gonna address this. Everybody got big comments and stuff like that. And it's mm -hmm. them about the 20, uh, 260,000. Like people can't afford certain things. There's people that live in Alabama and Arkansas that can't afford twenty six thousand. My brother, I'm sorry for what you, you don't understand that. And like I said, if you want to call us simps, come up with solutions when these kids are born. You still didn't say anything when we made the comment. That what you're gonna do when these kids are born? And how you gonna take care of them in our community? These ladies have all these babies. Are you? Do you have the the whereabouts to take care of all these children that you want to see coming to this world? That's all I'm gonna say. Full, full, full.
full disclosure, I do know the brother, all right? He is a black man. I do know the brother, a good father. Uh, very, very big dis- difference of opinion, though. I will say that, all right? Mm-hmm. So he can keep it pushing. Go to go down to the white conservative channels and, and have a good time with it. Anyhow, <laughs> I'm sorry, Jamie. I know you told me not to say nothing, but hey, I had to say what I had to say. Um, anyhow, Kelly, listen, sister, how can people find you? What website should we go to to check my sister Kelly Davis? And how can we help you in the, in the fight, sister? So you can learn more about reproductive justice at newvoicesrj.org. Um, that's where we do a lot of our organizing work. And so reproductive justice is not just about abortion. That was today's topic because of what happened at the Supreme Court. But I'm interested in giving Black people the support they need to actually you know, address infertility. Um, the last time I was here, I talked about all of our work related to Black maternal health. So making sure that the pregnancies that people choose to bring to term that people are not dying at, on, on what's supposed to be the happiest day of their life, right? Fighting so that we are addressing and creating a violence-free world where Black girls do not become prey to unscrupulous, like, aggressors, right? So these are the, all the things that the reproductive justice movement stands for. It's not just abortion. It's about really having the freedom to live through and go through the world however one wants to in whatever skin, whatever hair, whatever sexual expression, and to be like valued in love because every person on the planet, irrespective of whatever decisions they made, it, it, it requires like, uh, you know, we all are human beings. And so reproductive justice is about affirming the humanity of all black people. And I'm just so happy to be able to share a little bit about um, my analysis and the work that we are doing to really save the lives. This is about saving people's lives because what folks don't know is that by outlawing abortion, they're sentencing so many people to three strikes, right? Um, Criminalizing them. And then we're sentencing others to death, right? Forced birth will sentence people to death. And we're already beginning to see that. So please join me uh, there at, on your screen if you'd like to learn more. And I just really want to thank um, each and every one of you for uh, inviting me here today. And I can say I know for a fact that you guys are not Sims. I can, I'm a testament to what you guys do in the community. Um, you know, Demond, I know, has, you know, it's not every day that you come into contact with black men who are affirming black women, affirming black kids in literally everything that they do. Um, and so I'm just like very grateful for this space and to each each of you individually and also collectively. So please keep up the good work. Thank you, sister. Thank, Thank you, you, Kelly. Kelly Hall of Fame. Kelly Hall of Fame, baby. Kelly, first Hall of Fame inductee. Good night, sister. Thanks for staying on for an hour. You only put a bit 30 minutes, but you did an hour. Thank you. Kelly just showed a lot of people how powerful you are when you're intelligent. Right. Yeah. The, you know, yeah. these are some of the conversations, though, that really need to be had. Um, we don't all think the same, you know, yeah. and um, these conversations um, and, and and there's there, there's a, a, a significant uh, percentage of our population, specifically to black men who are really struggling with the buy-in with regard to Roe v. Wade, because you have to understand that many of us have said, okay, well, we understand that it's a woman's right to choose, right? So you go, okay, so the, so, so what happens is 
the 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 uh so what happens is what happened the default is to say okay well let my hands off i don't get because we've all heard this i don't get an i don't get an opinion all right so then how do you now re-engage those same individuals in this conversation when you've expressed to them that they don't get an opinion you know so that's that's where a lot of the friction is going to really have to come from we're going to have to have a, a real honest and grown-up conversation uh, around the situation you know so um, what's in it for me after you've already told me that i don't matter you know what i'm saying or i shouldn't be so so there, there, there's a lot of that and i think um um you've seen a little bit of that tonight you know yeah so. but the thing is you just can't say and then because we don't agree with you you're gonna start calling us sense that was some bullshit. Dude. So dude's a fucking sucker. I'm sorry Steve if that's your man. No, 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 I'm just saying. If it's your man, he's a fucking sucker, and I'll say it to his face. That's all my simp I am in person. But however, that like when you have somebody intelligent, like you said, you didn't read all the documents and stuff like that. She served him perfectly. And like you can have your thing, but don't be saying, like, don't say somebody's false stuff and buying it and stuff. Yo, look, look, that's not your lane, bro. And don't say, like, oh, that's a woman's bad choice. It was bad choice women. It takes two people to fuck. So don't say just the woman's choice either, bro. You get strapped up too. So that's what I'm saying. When dudes say stuff like that, they never think about themselves on it. They don't think women get pregnant by themselves. Anyhow, I digress. <laughs> Anyhow, let's go to commercial, Jamie. Jamie? Jamie slow? Jamie? Maybe. Jamie. <laughs> Dawn Kelly, and I'm the founder and CEO of The Nourish Spot, a healthy food and beverage haven in Southeast Jamaica, Queens, chosen in 2019 as Micro Business of the Year by the U.S. Small Business Administration. My adult children, Jade and Owen Duncan, and I established The Nourish Spot to provide affordable access to healthy produce to help our neighbors combat chronic diseases, to provide jobs for a diverse community youth. And it's no secret that small businesses play a critical role in the local economy. It's also proven that community is vital to the growth of small businesses. So come, let us nourish you at the Nourish Spot. We're open Monday through Friday, 9.30 to 6, and Saturdays, 10.
Welcome back to Let's Chop It Up. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Like and subscribe. Tell a friend. Tell a friend about four brothers on this YouTube channel. And shout out to Noretta again. Get those cupcakes. I like when people do nice things for me. Shout out again for the cupcakes. Even though I didn't indulge, but Noretta, I'm telling you now, in August, I can eat sweets again. <laughs> so I'll make I'll make up with my cupcake. Give me at least one. I'll give you one cupcake. <laughs> Dina, no. <laughs> I'm not mad because dude because dude dude don't mean shit to me. I'm mad because the fucking air conditioning wasn't on. I'm burning up in this so I just, I just, <laughs> It's how the motherfucking hair. I just turned the air conditioning on. So what you what is that? What Monique say? I missed that. Song. She said I knew he was hot when he started biting that lip. Only knew he says I was six years old. I was not, no, I'm not upset, but I just hate being that simp shit is a trigger for one thing because we know we his four brothers are just some serious dudes. Ain't no trick, ain't no simp in that shit. Like he probably after my shit in my past, he probably can't even fuck with. So I'm just like that that dude, that's some corny shit. I'm sorry, Kelvin. I mean that Derek, that's your man, but to me he's a bitch ass dude. But anyhow, um are you uh the question, guys, are you obligated to, to indulge your dating history? Man, listen. I, you, you know, I was I was thinking about that, um, and and this goes back really, really long, a, a long time ago. When when I was in junior high school, one of the dudes I went to school with moved to L.A., and uh, he started dating a girl who had just broke up with a gang member, and that gang member came to his house and just killed him. And so mm. I remember just being at that young age, and, and what I was thinking was Rodney he didn't know anything about gang culture. He's come from New York at the time. And so he didn't know anything. She never said she had dated a gang member. So I'm saying, even as you get older and different things like that, I think it's important for uh, people that you date to kind of give a little history because, you know, some people are, they've moved on from a relationship and other people haven't. And at least if you're going to bring a man or a woman into something, uh, a contentious you know, environment, you need to let them know that to give them that choice. And I think I'm sure there's different ways to look at this, but that's one of them. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think that it depends on what kind of information are we talking about, whether how much you divulge with your past dating. Like, I mean, if you date one of my friends, I kind of think I want to know that. Um, especially if like we're kind of like in a serious relationship that could be a very uncomfortable type of situation. And I mean, in your situation, and you're talking about, Kelvin, I agree. Like, if you got some dude in your background that's kind of dangerous or whatever, I may need to be looking over my shoulder or whatever. That might be important to let me know that. Um, yeah, don't have you out there blind. I mean, yeah, you know. have me out there blind. But the thing is, like, we, if we're just talking about just, like, you had, you know, past history with other people, and they were, like, regular people, I mean, it's... To me, I think it's optional. It's optional on how much you should tell or whatever. But I think with those with those things that you know may cause a problem in the future if the relationship gets serious, something should be kind of revealed on both sides. Yo, look, what the lady, look what the ladies are saying. Though. Yeah, I saw what they were saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bring yeah, it back yeah, up, yeah. Jamie, because we didn't bring up talking about it. Peter okay. says, "Um, yes." Go ahead, Jamie. <laughs> When he says, "Not if I want him as my future." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the ladies, the ladies are funny. Yeah, well, that's why I laugh. Yeah. The ladies, we don't need to know everything, right? Kara said, "Only if you want." You to. want to, yeah. He said one more. Uh, Dina says, 
No, yes, because that dating history can make or break your future. Okay, Correct. we got some skeletons in the closet. Uh, look, look, look at the women. Says, I don't volunteer anything. All right, skeletons. She ain't snitching on herself at all. <laughs> says, here we see. Here we go. I'm about to pour myself another glass of wine. Let's go, fellas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My oh, wife right. says, uh, yeah, she says, there's no broad brush answer. Share information that's pertinent and necessary to build a foundation of integrity. Absolutely. Is, is it a need to know basis? Is that what it is, a need to know basis? Listen, thing- man, I'm going to tell you about her. One of the things that she will legit ask, well, before we were married, is she would say, listen, have you always been a man? You know what I'm saying? Were you born a man and have you always been a man? Like, that's like legit a conversation that you can have. Yeah, today, yeah. Have today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. So I can. Oh, you mean like genitalia, man? Or just a, what you mean? No, she. I know what she's saying. She said Walking a man's around. gonna be a man. Yeah, 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 yeah a man's yeah, gonna yeah. be okay, a man. Okay. I know nowadays with these questions nowadays, like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, you know, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I'm gonna think most people are not going to volunteer certain information like you know, i'm not going to sit down and have a conversation with anybody about every single person that i've dated and i'm not expecting anybody else to, to do that you know what i'm saying you know like i said some things may have been taught like i say if you got order of protection with a dude the dude keep coming and banging on the door and all that type of nonsense yeah i think i should know that and know what the problem is but uh ain't nobody surrendering all that information it ain't happening no, no. I, I think I think that the crux of it is this. I think first of all, everybody that's interpreting this is thinking it's sexual immediately, right? And I think the other thing, the no, other not thing me. is I, I thought no, I that most of the, most people when you say that the bowls, that's what people think that <laughs> people are thinking that their history most of the time. But yeah. but I think what it is is it, it as it pertains to you, like there's certain things people may want to let you know, um, because if you hide stuff, eventually if it's just who you are or whatever, it could come in the future. So that's why it's good to kind of, yeah, sometimes it's good to say, hey, like, 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 for instance, I I can't date somebody and hide that I'm involved in ministry. It's not going to work. You you know what I'm saying? You can front it off. And then when they find out, then if they're not with that, they're not with it. So you got to just certain things you may have to, I get your point, Rodney, saying, listen, I mean, there's certain things that are in the past that need to stay and they may not need to, you know, obstruct your future, but there's certain things that I think you know are deal breakers that need to at least be discussed so you give the person a chance. Yeah. Why we see all this exactly Rodney and know exactly no, Kelvin? Can I get a little respect? <laughs> <laughs> the, thing, the thing is, Kelvin, like certain things I absolutely agree. You should not hide. You should not hide in true, true. you shouldn't hide that you're in ministry. That's who you are. You know what I mean? Right. Like I can give you a personal example. I'm gonna reveal something like you know, in my prior past or whatever. I dated a very, very long time ago, I dated a young lady that hid that she had a child. Wow. You know, and I think that to me, that's a character flaw. Like, yeah. you don't you don't lie about having a kid. You know what I mean? And we're not talking about, you know, the kid is alive. The kid was living with their father. But basically, and then the thing is, like, I'm not a freaking retard. You see certain things on a woman's body. You can tell that they gave birth before. Yep. You know what I mean? And then when I asked, she openly lied. That she didn't have a kid. That was a deal breaker. You can't, we can't have this conversation and then it's not gonna affect the future. That's to me, that's like, what else? If you're gonna lie about your own kid, what else are you gonna right. lie about? That's a big one. You can't circumvent that. That's a big one. 
That's huge. You know, so yes. you know those 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 some things you don't lie about. If I got fifteen <laughs> kids and 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 twenty seven baby mothers, then I'm gonna say that. That's something that people have to know. You know. I can't Yo, see because my read read it read it, Derek. This I can't crazy. see. What is that? Looking for the least, looking like the least singer in the chat in the children's choir. It's quiet. <laughs> Yo, yo, y'all got to get off my man. Y'all got to get off my man. Yo, 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 I want one of the backgrounds, the made up fake backgrounds. That's what I want. Y'all wouldn't let me have one early on. I wanted that too. That's it. Yo, y'all got to get off my man. Get off my man, Kelvin. They do. They, You know how they do me. They do a brother. Bow. But Rodney, I think you made the best point. Yeah, yeah. I think he did the best point. No, but Rob, Rob <laughs> makes the best point. There's certain things that's deal breakers. Now, if you deal breakers, now all yeah. of a sudden, if Rodney happened to have married that person with it like that, now here comes some grown boy walking in the door. So I need some sneakers or something like that. Or we gotta take care of him. It's foul. You know, you gotta right. do, you know, that's true. So I think you need to divulge things that that directly, even indirectly affect the other person. Yeah, yeah. The the thing is, is like, you know, things you did maybe 25 years ago, 30 years ago, and you're totally all grown up now or whatever, and you don't feel comfortable talking about it, I don't think you should have to talk about it. That's just my personal opinion, you know. You know, you, people, if you're paying close, of a, close enough attention of a person, they, they reveal a lot of things. You just got to be paying attention. So when certain shit comes to your eyes, don't don't ignore it. You know, that's that's how I look at it. Hey, Rodney, it is a double standard with men and women, too. I must admit, I think I think guys can't stand to hear certain things. I think we we don't want to hear certain things. I, I think I think women keep more secrets than us, believe it or not. Oh, that definitely. Because okay. for good reason, too. Because I don't think I don't think a dude get want to hear it. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we can handle everything. You know what I'm saying? I think women more uh, understanding of, of the history of guys. I don't think guys get it the same way. I know I don't. I got to admit. Yeah, 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 certain things you better not know. Just, just pay attention. Be, just pay attention, and things, things, things slip out sometimes. Oh yeah, the, yeah. the person you are, who you are, before you got here. Correct. Let me ask you, let me ask you, you guys a question. Me. Let me ask you guys a question. You're going to like say uh, a high school reunion, whatever, some kind of event. Do y'all tell the lady like, listen, there might be a couple of chicks in here I might have sex with before? Do y'all say anything, or you just let it roll? What it say? I can't. I can't see it. Kelvin is trying to be the first ever Christian sex symbol. True. 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 Too late. True. He already is. He already is. He already is. Uh, D, D, to answer your question, I think. I think that's assumed. Probably. You know. That was about Michael, all about K, Michael Jackson. K, 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 don't, K, 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 come on, we go back. Come on, K, don't, 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 don't let that out, K. We go back. You know what it is. I think. Um, at the end of it, D, I think that's assumed. I think people understand when people are in high school. You know. Okay. True, true. <laughs> I think, I think, I think people assume that, and I think people understand that there's a there's there's some kind of you know, you know, longitude for people that um grew up at a certain time. People understand certain things like that. That's understandable. I think when you get to a certain stage and age, I believe the more you can share with somebody, give them. You know what? I think this is the more you can reveal about yourself will let you know whether or not the person wants to be with you. Because the more you camouflage, you might be getting into something on the front. You just don't want a front. Sometimes it's good to know, so hey, the person really is for you or not. You know, they can understand yeah. that. 
You know, says, I was at a, I was at a wedding and three guys that I dated sat at the table with me and my husband. Oh, nice! Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. God damn, Mo! Wow. I want to hear this story. Oh, not two. Who, not who two. did the seating chart up in here? Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Dan. So, That's when you switched to the sweet seating chart. You just switched the table numbers. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do this. Oh, man. I, I want to hear the story. The question is, did the husband know that? Probably not. Oh, no, he did not. Probably not. <laughs> he not. But he probably he knows that. now if he's watching the show. Now oh. he does. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> that's funny, right? Now, I, I, yeah, I'm gonna tell you my thing. This is what I believe, and I used to say this all the time: Men don't want to be around a dude that slept with the woman they with. Period. A man don't want to know the woman gynecologist. He can't stand him. Like at the end of the day, dudes do not want to hear it. That's just the bottom line, you know. I, I put it like this: You and your wife cannot go out with the gynecologist and his wife. Right. Yeah, right. right. There you go. You cannot. You cannot be in a social <laughs> setting with him. So right. How, right. You, right. how you want? How you wind up hanging out with the gynecologist? I'm just saying. <laughs> it, 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 you you had a, you had an event that he yeah. did. You don't want to be. You don't want to stay. And I then you're sitting there. You're sitting there at the table, and he has huge hands. His hands are freaking huge. <laughs> or, 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 or he's, yeah. he's like, he's like, hey, bro, you got to slow down in your pumping. Yeah. <laughs> Why you keep moving your fingers like that, my dude? Why you keep doing that? He's like, like, hey, he say, man, you, you're doing too many missionary positions with your wife. Yeah. He's like, no, yeah. like, what the? Oh, yeah. 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 The, yeah. the male yeah. ego, the male ego is really more fragile than people want it. It just is. People don't understand that. Dudes Kevin, are not built that way. It's the Kevin bottom Durant, line. Kevin Durant's the leading example of that shit right now. Oh, yeah, you don't want you don't want me to get on that D. You don't want <laughs> yeah, I'm about to get a scroll. So let me let me <laughs> I can't <laughs> but yeah, nah. So get so dudes don't want to hear everything. I mean, it's like you know I'm still I'm still trying to figure out how you had dinner with the gynecologist. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Well, you know, you wanna be the same search, uh, social setting or something one day if, that, <laughs> if she introduced you and was like, Hey, this is my gynecologist, she was like, We leaving. This right. The Dina wrote. Dina says he knows the birthmark. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's some different yeah. shit right there, man. Yeah, anybody try to hear that. <laughs> some different shit. My girl, Mo, scroll. Who gets the scrolls tonight? I ain't seen nothing crazy. No scroll. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something. No, 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 honestly, D, you was almost scroll-ish. I got to admit. He was borderline scroll-ish. Yeah, I can't front. I can't front. The reason, no, if you came close, you came close. The thing is, I think the reason why we didn't have the scroll effect tonight is because Kelly was so powerful. Hall of Fame so, guests. I think so the she Hall changed of Fame, the whole yeah, yeah. dynamics of the show. I think the Hall so of Fame So we didn't have guests. time to get all into that stuff, you know. Right. I, I, I truly agree. Shout out to Kelly again. Shout out to again. Kelly. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Since, oh, we got 10 minutes, right? Okay, man, my main Jamie. Oh my gosh, we were talking about abortion and all kind of shit like that early today. Listen to this one. Sperm donor father, 15 kids while telling the moms he has a genetic IQ disease. So this dumb motherfucker got good dick and all these women that have babies. <laughs> this is here, comes, this. here it comes. Here what? it comes. This, this. No, no, come on, no, no. no. There it goes. There you go. There you know what it is? He 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 Draymond Green in the playoffs. He he yeah. get another one. He, 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 he set himself up for it. He talked he about no scrolls. He said, Oh, I gotta get a scroll. He did. He I'm, I'm he really, did. 
didn't think that was gonna give me a scroll. I really well, I'm gonna tell you something. He's I not sleeping give... with these women. I think he donated the sperm. The sperm, yeah, I know he donated yeah. the sperm, but he's you, lying you, about it. Sorry, this is why we got a great producer. Perfectly placed story uh, coming off the strength of what we just talked about. The reality of it is this. Again, divulge in certain things. This man, if you have a problem, that, that a gene or something that can be passed on reproductively, and now you're sitting there as some type of donor, sperm donor to all these women, and now if you read the story, there are these some of these women, children have a learning disability because the father did. And I mean, it's just so unscrupulous. It's just, it makes no sense to do that. And I'm gonna tell you, obviously, they always say white babies are a premium. Well, they probably looked at this guy. He probably fronted like he went to Harvard or he this, that, and the third. And at the end of the day, mommy was fronting and now he did this. And that's really foul. Again, reproduction and affecting the lives of others, being very, very selfish, being very irresponsible, and being shady and underhanded. And that's what you have. Didn't he try to take one or a few of these women to court so he could be in the children's lives? Oh, I didn't see that part. I, I, I think I think so. I think I read that. So he's really a big dummy for sure. <laughs> why would you want to be in the children's child support on his ass? what I'm trying to tell you. Like I think he donated. I'm, I'm, I, I believe I read that. There you go. Yeah, he's a dummy. He only a dummy would do that. I mean, Jamie, can you confirm if what I'm saying is true? I don't want to miss misspeak on anything, oh. but I'm pretty sure that the reason why this came about is because he went to court or something like that to try to be in a, a few of these children's lives when you're not supposed to do that as a sperm donor. That's you what I thought you'd have to rave. I thought you'd have but to rave your parental rave. Yeah, he's right. He's dumb. Right. He's dumb. He's dumb. He's exactly. Dumb. Exactly. And now, you know, and, and again, not divulging it now, these women don't have a choice. Now they're they're raising children that that have a disability when they didn't know because I believe if you're gonna be a donor, there's some type of checklist. I'm sure they probably ask you to fill out the yeah, one those certain sure. things, and I'm sure he just lied on it or whatever. And um, tough situation. It is tough situation. It's it's just bad out here. It's just I, I, bad out here. I, I I mean, do these women get to sue the sperm bank for this? I would. Well, I guess I don't know. It depends on how was the was the sperm bank duped. Like, I mean, I would no, think they no. were. You should look a little bit into this background. You're going around giving out sperm for women to have children, right? And then so, this guy is a defect himself. So how how much betting do they do? Uh, that's I, the I, I would assume, Murad. I would assume I've they never do donated this. sperm other than like willingly, like <laughs> the, the sperm that I wanted to get. You know, <laughs> no scroll for that. No, that's not a troll. Oh, no, no he's saying he, no. he, he, he there was no middleman. Wait, hold on. Now I gotta admit, I'm so come on, uh, man. Yeah. you know that. I think right. that was, uh, yeah, I think that was D that got that one. Yeah, he was poor. <laughs> yeah, 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 I gotta admit, I gotta admit, I gotta admit, that's, that's wow. <laughs> and that happened to a light skinned dude, too. I didn't see that before. There's gonna be meetings behind that, there's gonna be meetings behind that one. Yo, I'm going to protest that scroll. Yeah, and I'm going outside of Let's Chop It Up to complain about that scroll. Oh, I don't do it like that. Keep it in house, I feel like I was treated differently because of my shape. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is hilarious. That's right. <laughs>
He said, I ain't going there by myself. My he man, did it right my there. Man, my man's supposed to come with me on this. Wow. <laughs> man. We shoot somebody, I shoot somebody, wow. he shoot somebody. I ain't the head of cash money. It we was right, him right there. Yeah, we, we, I rob a bank, he robs a bank. That's what I mean. Wow. <laughs> so real quick on, um, like, uh, Derek, man, we got to um, watch the chopper before, like, some things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The first true first. Yeah, go, yeah. Tell us about this one, bro. Magnificent documentary. I learned a lot about hip hop, and that's saying something, man. I feel I'm not saying I'm like some kind of expert, but we all know we all came up with men, men of a certain age. We follow it, it's our culture, we identify with it, we understand it. Um, but even myself, I learned a lot with this brother, uh, Disco King Mario from the Bronx, man. Uh, one of the true first pioneers, unheralded, unheard, uh, unsung. Uh, pioneers of hip hop, man. You know what I mean. Um, just one of the originals, man. Came out, played his played his music out, in the, in, you know, in the park, and um, and he never really got his accolades, man. You know, never never really got his accolades. So um, you know, he had a lot of uh, a lot of uh, brothers, man. A lot of well known uh, uh, I guess you want to say founders of hip hop, um, who really uh. Who really uh, supported him in this movie? You saw uh, Cool Herc, the Glad Guys, Grandmaster Flash, all them, all of them know Mario, and um, and uh, he actually gave assistance to Bambada in the beginning. He kind of helped Bambada get himself started in the beginning, you know. So, um, so yeah, this this brother um, definitely, uh, if you call yourself a hip hop aficionado or a lover of the culture and uh, love of the music. Um, definitely check this out on YouTube. It is Disco King uh, Mario, you know, and this is back when, you know, there was no rap or anything like that. There was no rap music per se or anything like this, of course, you know, there was just disco music. So this brother just came out and played his music out. And uh, you could just really see like, you know, uh, you know, just, just how he really brought all these people together, you know, cause he's the way on a lot. What, what, what was, what we didn't know is how many people he brought together, you know, and really, uh, help start this thing and blow it up, you know. And uh, it never got his accolades. He died in uh, in '94, I believe. You know, very young. You know, so that's a lot of the reason why a lot of people didn't hear about him and didn't know about him. Because later on, you know, when people start really doing the lookbacks and start really getting, you know, further and further into the history of it, by that time he had already passed and he had nobody really to really speak to him. So. Uh, throughout it, you saw a lot of the people uh, saying, like, you know, hey, listen, they really supported the documentary, saying that his name really should um, should ring out a little bit more. Someone should speak up for him, or you know, uh, people like Ben Bada and Karis One and these other individuals really should have spoke more about the brother, you know. Um, but um, you know, because as people were getting the accolades later, but definitely check it out, man. Definitely a super super watch it, and um, and 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 you and I think it's about a half hour, so it's not. It's not even a really long uh, doc, you know. So, um, and hopefully they uh, uh, they'll they'll see some more because I think they're trying to expand on the documentary a little bit. So, I'm looking forward to seeing to seeing what else comes out of it. What, what platform was that, Derek? It was YouTube. This was YouTube. Check it oh, out okay. on YouTube. Yeah, definitely check it out on YouTube. You know, Disco King Mario. Just YouTube it, man. Search it. Check it out. Sit back and enjoy. It, you know. Well, so, I'm gonna tell you one thing. I'm gonna go. Was on a chop. Don't watch is that goddamn man from Toronto. That shit was straight trash with Kevin Hart next week. <laughs> straight garbage. I wasted an hour. With two Kevin hours. Hart. Yeah, garbage. I hadn't heard about that. He's a, yeah. So it's a, it's on Netflix with Woody Harrison. 
Yep, garbage. I didn't see it yet though. Don't 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 do it to yourself. I gotta admit, Woody, I ain't seen Woody do nothing I like in a long time. Ronnie, you have more movies napping. You watch while you nap in your head dreaming of movies better than that bullshit. But anyhow, man. Thanks for watching. Let's chop it up tonight, man. Thanks to our sister Kelly Davis coming on tonight. Thanks for everybody in the comments. The ugly man. We love them all. We want to say peace, peace, and peace.